Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? It is January 13th, 2017, and I touched a Nintendo Switch today. Gross, gross. Yeah. Did you wash I your hands? Switch. No. Oh. They're, they're grimy. Actually, I'm definitely going to get sick. I, ta- yeah. I like shook so many hands today, <laughs> and it took way longer than it should have for me to find a disinfectant, like... Uh, uh, you know, like a soap. What, what's, what's the thing I'm thinking of, Danielle? That's, I mean, you're, you're thinking yeah. of hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. I think you used mine. Actually, I, I was, did. I was you finally copiously had some. using some, and then I was just like, yeah. We, we had a yeah. discussion about the flu. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It happened. Know? We we saw a bunch of people, which was which is great. Like the yeah. the nice thing about these events is that you get to do your job, which is cool. But then also, which is like, oh wow, hey, you're here from San Francisco. You're here from some other place in the world. Like, oh, Patrick Klubik's not here. That's cute. I wish you'd been there, Patrick. You Why came up you... many times. Everybody Good. missed Good. you. My presence, my presence is always wonderful. known. Chris <laughs> Kohler right. referred to you as Young Patrick Klepik. Yep. I mean, you, that, you know. <laughs> but for him and I, I've known I've known Chris a long time. I, I will yeah. forever be fourteen-year-old Patrick Klepek in it's some true. people's eyes. That's true. That's <laughs> never a dad. Never, oh. ever, ever, ever a dad. Um, Not even now. What um, what? How are you? How are you, Danielle Riendo and Patrick Klepek? I mean, I'm good. But Patrick, I want to hear about your day because we're going to hear all about our day. So. How I mean, my doing? day my day was your day without playing the game. So oh. I, <laughs> you, I was so. reading. I mean, it's, uh, we can get into it as I think we should start with, you know, hey. talking about what you guys actually played as opposed to my observations. But totally. it was interesting to watch the, the the arcs of people's interest in what has happened between last night and today as as I join the course of most people who have not actually played any of these things, gotten a, a you know a hands-on sense of what Nintendo is creating and is mostly reacting to sort of pure information. Totally. Um, you know, I, I think, I actually, you know, I definitely think you're right that we could start with like, hey, here, I touched some stuff. But I actually, for the there are people out there who listen to us who maybe were not up at 1 a.m. last night writing or reading all about the Switch the way, the way you were, the way we were. Um, so yeah, maybe we should actually start with what we are responding to, which is that last night... Nintendo did their big reveal stream for the release date, the price, some more information about the Nintendo Switch, the new Nintendo console. Do you want to run down the basics of that, Patrick? Yeah. Can we figure out how we're going to talk, what this machine is called? Are we calling it the Switch? Are we calling it Nintendo Switch? Are we calling it the Nintendo Switch? I like the The Switch. The mighty Switch Force. That's That's what we're calling it. That's a different thing. That's Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) It's a great game. Nintendo's Switch makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't like the way that rolls off my tongue. You don't like Nintendo Switch? No, Nintendo's Switch, like the possessive. Mm. Like a like a like Nintendo's holding Mario holding a Switch. Yeah, which way? I don't know. It goes on in New Donk City. (laughs) Shit gets real out there. (laughs) Shit gets real in New Donk City. (laughs) Let me tell you. 
Shit, I was out back of uh, Diddy Shop or Diddy Mart the other day, and it was just nuts. <laughs> he had his uh, peanut gun out. It was not good. It was so. Yeah, so they the, yeah, last night the they switch. Yeah, they they gave us the the basics, which is uh, you know, it's coming out March third, which is several weeks earlier than than people thought. People were thinking it was gonna, the rumored dates of uh, middle of March or late March, based on when their fiscal year would end. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's March third in a bunch of territories, including the U.S., Europe, and uh, Japan, and some some countries in Europe. I believe some countries in Europe. Uh, yeah. um, I, th- there's like a there was a Eurogamer report going around a couple of weeks ago that was saying part of what was holding up uh, Breath of the Wild was localization. It would not shock me if Nintendo refuses to launches in a territory in which they cannot launch Zelda because we'll get to fair <laughs> there's not that many launch games yeah. for this thing well, um, and as and as we'll get to probably it looks like Zelda is going to be a little more localization intensive than what past Zelda games may have been so yes I could see that being a bit of a holdup yeah and so yeah it's a 299 uh in uh, March 3rd in a bunch of different territories and uh, what they they showed they confirmed a bunch of of, of games you know uh Super you know uh, Super Mario Odyssey which they are yep. calling a uh like proper follow up to Super Mario sixty four and Super Mario Sunshine which is like really exciting a bunch of games like you know uh, Fire Emblem Warriors uh, mm-hmm. a new Shin Megami Tensei game um and then yeah confirming that Zelda is for launch like you can read sort of like the the specific breakdown on on our site and and a lot of other places but. Uh, I think the price and the release date and that Zelda is at launch are sort of sort of the key. And then I guess maybe battery life. But even, but even then, like, uh, I think those are sort of the key battery life, battery life, 2.5 hours to 6 hours is, is what they're saying, which is variable based on game. Yeah, it's uh, they are saying 2.5 to 6 hours. And right. they specifically said that that Zelda would be three hours. Um, huh. uh, so, you know, it, it's, for... unsurpri- unsurprisingly, it's based on the intensity of, of the game. Good on them for coming out and saying, like, yeah, here's what Zelda is. Here's the one you care a lot about. Like, yeah. that's, yeah, okay. They, they at least they know, yeah. I'm um, just curious, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I haven't followed all the accessory stuff. I'm just curious, like, if there's any way, like, that is, that is not, uh, three hours is not the, you know, the uh, the cross country flight metric that is sometimes used no. for for judging a, a handheld. Uh, I think three hours three hours is pretty good for most people's commute in the uh, you yeah. know under the assumption mm-hmm. that you can put an AC adapter in your uh, you know in your uh, in your in your backpack or in your car or something yeah. like that and you can charge it at your work or something like that. Um, my guess is most people's commute even or not more than three hours. But well, it also charges through USB C. So I think people have been saying like, oh, you can just use a general USB charger like battery pack. Um, which are apparently like at a place now where that is viable. Um, it's it's better than you dragging your Wii U onto a plane. Still, Patrick, I'm gonna miss uh, it though. And uh, you know what? These games aren't backwards compatible. So want to play some Bayonetta two? Bringing that Wii U. That's my maybe, that's my <laughs> new my uh, new track. Maybe that'll Laying be on. <laughs> maybe that'll be one of their classic games on their new subscription <laughs> online service. Yeah, maybe. So that's that's uh, the other that was one of the other big things that came out last night was that for the first time Nintendo will have a a pay to use online service like the way PSN or or Xbox Live have been for for years now. Um, which Eventually, might... it launches free. Oh, launches free. Okay, it launches and free launches... and then becomes a paid service in the fall. And there's something else about about oh that's they're gonna get you with that Splatoon two in the summer mm-hmm. for free. You play that online for free, and then when you want to play whatever comes out in the fall xenoblade chronicles 2 or mario oh, come odyssey on. That game's not coming online. out to like 2020 mario kart. i know well there's a mario kart version that's also mario kart 8 deluxe yeah. yes 
Um, yeah, I, so I think there's all sorts of conversations to have about that stuff. But I, I kind of, like Patrick, I guess I do want to know, Danielle, what were your impressions of, like, touching a Switch and, like... Well, I think the the main thing a that <laughs> touching Good. a switch, I'm, I won't I won't uh, won't go there for once in my life. Um, I think the main impression I had from actually, you know, the the physical experience of the switch uh, was that it, it feels fantastic and wonderful and high quality. And it, it like the, the hardware itself the looks really good. The device yeah. itself, the controllers. I have tiny baby hands, so the controllers actually felt amazing to me. I don't know if folks with bigger hands. I uh, had some issues with, you know, they are pretty small. They are, you know, each each side is a little bit small, but it felt good. It felt high quality. And that HD, what are they calling it? The HD rumble is HD actually rumble. HD incredible. Rumble. Can you feel. feel like, what is it like? Did you uh, did you shake the yeah, ice so, cubes in your hand? Yes. No, so, well, sort of. so what we did was okay. we played, we played a bunch of games. Yeah. I got there very early this morning. There was a presentation that was pretty boring. And then that they should have just cut and just let us play games. Uh, and then uh, I played a bunch of other stuff. But then eventually Danielle joined me, and then we started playing some stuff together, including One Two Switch, the the fifty dollar sort of One Two Switch. Let's point out, is it fucking fifty dollars? Yep. <laughs> oh no, it needed to not be not to a like immediately de- not to immediately deflate any enthusiasm you have for what is probably a clever collection of of a hardware free. showing mini games. <laughs> Make that game free. Put it in the box. That's the whole thing. It's really yeah. fun. But that fifty dollars is. Mm. Sorry, I should have waited till the end. I, I just fifty dollars. <laughs> it was Five. really fun. It was really fun. Oh wait, 50, I don't know about fifty dollars fun, but really fifty dollars. Yeah, like not fifteen. Fif, like not 50. fifteen. Five zero. Like GameStop currently listed at fifty dollars. So like unless that gets changed, uh, well, let's w- walk us through like All right. like so w- what Switch. the games are. So One Two Switch is a collection of mini games that you play with separate Joy Cons. You have one uh, uh, Switch unit, one Switch unit. One that sounds bad. Uh, and then you you each take a Joy Con, and then there are a bunch of mini games that are like built around using the Joy Con in different ways, and like a lot of looking each other in the eye and laughing because it's funny to look at your friend in the eye and like get serious. Um, and at the event today, they had six minigames. Um, I think we played probably four or five. There yeah, was a quick we draw hit one. Four or five, yeah. So there's a quick draw one, which uh, went very well for me. Did not go hot for me. No, you shot yourself in the foot a lot. Several times. You shot the dirt, but the people who were watching you were like, (laughs) girl, you shot yourself in the foot. Not the guns, okay? Are you pressing a button or like describe like the actual like actions you're you're doing with the game? The quick draw action is you you take the, in the quick draw one, you take the Joy-Con, you put it to your side. You, then it's like you look each other in the eyes. That's the, that's what it says on the screen. So this is one of those games that's running you're kind of interacting with it through the Joy-Con and through audio. You're not really looking at the screen. There's stuff okay. happening on the screen. If someone was watching you, they would have the joy of looking at the screen and you at the same time. Okay. The Joy-Con. Um, mm-hmm. And then it goes like ready, steady, draw. And you draw at draw and you lift up and you aim horizontally and then you pull a trigger. Right? Okay. It's, just, it's a quick draw game. Um, and then it makes noises and then it says like, okay, then you look at the screen and it shows on the screen like in the milliseconds who fired first and then like the the angle at which you aimed because if you don't aim up enough then you shoot the dirt or if you that's aim pr- too that's, high okay you miss. that's pretty smart that's kind of cool it, and it's it's pretty fucking cool especially like it's the steely-eyed shit it's just like the like yeah. danielle and me looking at each other in the eye we're trying to psych <laughs> each other out by making like stupid which, faces which eventually like... happened in another game and it was yes. good it so was what was another game. one danielle what else did we play uh, there was another one that was milking a cow 
So we 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 sat there. Oh uh, yeah, there were a lot of lot of photos of that today. Oh on yeah, Twitter. it was it was pretty good. I think somebody actually uh, had us on a Periscope when we were doing yeah. this one. Uh, but in that got, one, you, you we got an audience. Yeah, we, that there was, like, was a whole audience. And cheering. It, was, it was amazing, and the the Which, two folks who were demoing it for us were. Very, very amusing, and well, and that's the thing that's which that's the thing that makes me wish it was a free pack in. Is that like, yeah, yeah. it would be so easy for me to see a drinking game built around this stuff, like parties where people are laughing and joking about you know if you get shot, then do a lap. You know what I mean? Like that sort of like goofy, funny dorm room shit would do very well, but not for fifty dollars. Anyway, I'm sorry. Tell me about milk. The name of that mini game is literally milk. That's my last note. It's called it's milk. We had to milk. put on cow hats that were like very special, you know, hats that had cows and udders and stuff. And you are physically, you have the controller. Uh, again, you're sort of holding it horizontally and there are multiple kind of buttons on the sides and you had to sort of like go down them in a milking motion. Uh-huh. And of course there's, you know, cow noises responding to you. And you're kind of milking and with the other squeezing, person. So there are the the joy You squeeze the top have, and you squeeze the bottom. Basically. Right. There are two buttons. There's an L and an R button, right, on the on the top of the Joy Cons. Uh, and so you hit those in succession and pull down. And that was the first time I guess we actually felt the HD rumble, right? Yeah. Yep. Which is and, which is a, a beautiful feeling. What was that? <laughs> like, what does like? that mean though? Like, what does it mean? What does HD like? It describe? actually feels like there's weight. In your hands. Okay. It actually feels like the, the controller is responding to you. It's not just like a rumble. It, it feels as if something is happening in different parts of the controller at different times. There's, so there's like exert pressure, different measures of pressure in different areas? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, then, and so then we played the one that was the most like that, which is one where you hold the Joy-Con in your hand, right, like flat, and then you move it back and forth like I'm doing with my phone on the camera for people who... Are, are watching live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash waypoint, and you f- have to feel how many, like, steel balls are in the the box you're holding, basically, by rolling it around and feeling it out. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, okay. That feels like I'm holding a box with some steel balls in there. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's a gimmick. It's cheap. <laughs> I'm sure it's expensive. I'm sure people work really hard <laughs> to make it work. But, like... It works. And, like, despite the fact that I can be like, oh, like, I can't imagine quickly a good use for this in a larger game, that effect was still really neat and cool. Yeah. It was really rad. Um, And we also played a samurai game, which this one went went really well for me, unlike the cowboy game. I'm a much better samurai than cowboy, I guess. It it was a cool, it's a cool game because, like, so the cowboy game, you do the quick draw and then you're done, right? You're like, oh, quick draw, got you. Let's go again. In the samurai one, it goes back and forth until someone loses. And so in that one, there's someone who says, like, you know, take your stance, go, or strike. Um, and one person has uh, the samurai sword, like, above their head, the katana above their head in the stance. And then the other person has their hands up in, like, a defense stance. Uh, and they have to clap to catch the samurai sword, the katana, mm. as the other okay. player comes in with it. Uh, and so that's, like eyesight and body body language and we went back and forth like four or five times where we kept catching the other person's thing really good uh and then finally danielle fucking just broke just broke my ankles she was just like she did the thing and i clapped and then there was this moment of recognition that i fucked up and she was like got you and just like stab it was like so good um so that stuff you can see we're getting excited while we, we had a good time with that stuff 
I wish it wasn't fifty dollars. It's that's. I, I mean, like that is. It's man. It, it, as soon as I saw that, it it gives me a lot of uncomfortable feelings about a lot of the business decisions that Nintendo might be making surrounding the yeah. Switch. Because I mean, it's just it's just if Wii Sports had been a separate disc, which it was, I believe in Japan. Like I believe sure. pat, the pack in for Wii Sports was was outside of Japan, and Wii was cr- certainly a success um, in, in its native territory. But like part of the reason it was propelled was because that it, it was just there. Like yeah. the, we there was a Wii Sports machine for a, a lot of people um, that weren't into playing games like Twilight Princess and Zack and Wiki and, and some of the other cool games that were released for that machine. Uh, I just can't wrap my head around that thing being fifty dollars. Like I'm not going to be surprised if they respond to this by lowering the price. But the way they should respond to this is like refunding everyone's money and making that a fr- if if nothing else a free download yeah. that comes with like signing up for your Nintendo account. Like it's yeah. just, it, it's, you want people to experience, like cl- they spent all this time building these clever little games that most people are now not going to use. But you can understand that nothing else I saw there basically used the HD rumble in a way that was m- meaningful. Um, I saw this really briefly. I, I played another game called um, has been heroes, mm-hmm. which used used the rumble to communicate a couple of different things effectively. Um, that's a game that's, like the cheap, like lazy description of it is like, what if Darkest Dungeon met Plants vs. Zombies? It's from were... Frozen Bite, the guys, uh, the team that did uh, the Trine games. Yeah. That makes really, huh, that's interesting. I can see that. So, so that's a game where basically you're like uh, going from like room to room, Darkest Dungeon style to roguelike, and you have enemies coming in from the right in lanes, and you're kind of manipulating strategically the placement of your characters to do attacks. And then the thing that's really cool about it is that it's not just like you're sitting in your lane shooting or attacking. It's that you have to kind of send them out on like an active time battle system where like every 10 seconds they, they are, they can attack again to go out, hit hit an enemy a couple of times. And then the, the game kind of pauses and you can switch lanes at that point. You can switch into an empty lane when no one is there because they're out attacking. And so you end up doing these really cool combos of moving people around. That's a game that I'm afraid people will miss. Or, or the other way to maybe the, the, the uh, glass half full side of that is there aren't that many games coming out for the switch early on. And so maybe it will be one of those games that finds an audience because it doesn't have that much competition on the platform. And, and it's $20. <laughs> and it's $20. And yeah. it's 20, listen, it's $20 for yeah. like a repeatable roguelike game with some some character. Uh, and so I'm really curious to see how that comes out in the end. I think um, my other favorite game was also a $20 game. So there's a, yes. there's a, there's a transition for you. It was called Clipper Snippers? Nope. Snipper Clippers. No, still wrong. <laughs> Snippers and Be- Clippers? Snippers and Clippers, still not right. Damn it. I think it's Snipper Clips. Snipper or cli- Clips. Or Clipper Snips. <laughs> Snipper Clips. Snipper Clips. Uh, how, the, how do you... Hmm. You describe Snipper Clips. Okay. Uh, it's a really cool 2D puzzle game. Uh, where you are cooperatively playing with another person and you have two sort of 2D characters. They're both in a sort of oval kind of patterns. You walk around and if you overlap with them, you can press a button to actually cut out the shape that you are. So you make, you're basically making different shapes with another person. You're sort of figuring out what the puzzle needs from you, what it's sort of asking of you shape-wise. 
figure out how to sort of cut out, clip out, whatever snipper clip out uh, yep. that proper shape and then sort of make that happen. So there was one example, sort of an early example where we had to figure out how to get into a, a very sharp shape to hit a pencil eraser. And that was like the end of that level. Things got a little more elaborate as we went on. It was just a really cleverly sort of well-designed, right. uh, you know, kind of 2D puzzle 2D puzzle game where the fun well, the is figuring it out together. You know, yeah, exactly. You so so it's we played two players. My understanding is it goes up to four players. We also played that, again, awesome. just with the Joy-Cons, with the screen yeah. of the device, with the, the kind of the tablet switch mode. Uh, and that was... that. Here's the thing I'll say about that is I forgot I was playing that on the tablet, right? Now, yeah. obviously, they have a presentation set up so that you can be at the exact right distance of that. You know what I mean? Like, that might not be, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was just Sitting on the table Sitting at a table, basically, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. and so, like, the fact that it, that in the middle of playing that game, I forgot that I was just playing it on a tablet totally. is a really good sign. Um, because that didn't get in the way. And it, it, when something disappears, when a piece of technology disappears from your life, that's when you know that it's successful. I don't go around all day thinking I'm wearing glasses, which is a sign that glasses are successfully designed. Uh, and so, like, that's how this felt, which is which is maybe the nicest thing I can say about the Switch. Um, yeah. And that game was just also good. Like, the, the Snipper Clippers... Fuck. Snipper Clips. <laughs> is, snipper Clips. Sorry. It's snipper, snipper Clippers from now on. It's, okay. <laughs> Uh, is a game that I recommended to everybody I saw at that event. Like when yeah. I saw, I guess Chris Kohler had already played it by then, but when I saw people from Polygon, when I saw people from Kotaku, when I saw people from Giant Bomb, I was like, hey, I, snipper clips. Get get on this snipper clips thing. This is actually really fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I have no idea how long that game is. Again, there are like five levels in our demo, five little like puzzles. I hope it's really long. The music is really good. Yeah. Um, it's just it's has a nice style uh, to it too. That sort of yeah. like very pretty, like fun color, you know, crayony kind of style, which I always like that. Totally. And it's set on like graph paper. It's just there's a lot of really yeah. smart little design decisions already apparent, even in totally. just a short demo. So yeah, really really cool. And that was the sort of like you know the twenty dollar game that that sold me hard on uh, right. on what this can be for you know for for bright designers kind of putting something together. Is Nintendo making that game? Yes, that's a Nintendo game. Yeah. Okay. That's a Nintendo game. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Nintendo. Like, so, so in general, and we'll get back to like the specifics of what we played in a moment. But like, it was a mix of first and third party stuff. There was not too much from third party that was super exciting, um, which I think is the story of the Nintendo Switch, which is the story of Nintendo for the last decade, right? Yeah, like yeah. you um, know, post uh, Capcom Five for the GameCube. Uh, a reference a few people may pick up on, but was the last the last time there was sort of significant third party uh, support. One of those Capcom Five didn't even ship. Come on, that Did game with the Griffin. Wait, that game with the Griffin oh, looked pretty. You're cool. right. God. So you know, I, I wish I had the list in front of me. Danielle, do you have the list of things? That you know, was... I have the list of our. Of yeah. our, you know, the, what we can say, and not so, what we can say. They're actually were very great about that. Um, also, I'm also collecting questions in the chat. Uh, of course, for, for of course, we need to discuss arms. We played arms. Sure. Um, uh, arms is. <laughs> I, you're the one with the boxing history. You tell us what arms is. Daniel. Well, arms is ostensibly a boxing and shooting game. A very like it's almost a you know Rock'em Sock'em robots, but with a little bit more of a Splatoon kind of style. That very vibrant and fun sort yeah. of a, you know arena kind of style. Uh, you're, you you know it's two player versus. And, uh, you know, you have your two arms, you're holding your Switch, uh, your Joy-Cons, 
together. Uh, you're using them to punch and you're also using them to move. So you move by sort of tilting one way or the other. You're dashing by using sort of one trigger and you're punching uh, by either either or. And I kept messing up uh, because I was doing like actual crossing and yeah. you have to you have to do things differently than you would in an actual boxing match, but I can definitely see the potential there. There is there is certainly some depth there in terms of movement, in terms of sort of uh, when to block and sort of when to dodge and when to, you know, uh, use your special attack, your sort of overpowered special attack. Is there a price on that game, Patrick? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if this should be a $50. <laughs> <laughs> no it shouldn't be it we i had a, i had uh i came into it i did not like the first like two and a half matches that we had it was kind yeah. of like really squirrely the punches I, I wasn't having problems hitting the punches like i wasn't having problems landing hits but i was having a problem moving in a way that felt tactical it is all these dodges and blocks and special moves that your character that each of the different characters has access to the ninja when he gets when he blocks can teleport away the mecha lady can hover in place. Sixty dollars. Uh, it's fuck, sixty dollars. Man, game. is it like what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm man. Sorry. It's I'm like, cool. I'm, like, it's I'm a taking cool the rug out from like all of this enthusiasm because of the and maybe these things could change. These are I don't know if these are official price points or temporary. No, Six they must zero. be official because Switch is listed at fifty and this is listed at sixty, and it seems unlikely they would list those differently. If it if that a wasn't six good. and then a zero mm. dollars. I mean, you, you, you want you wonder, um, like, a game like Splatoon had, like, a surprisingly robust and excellent single-player campaign that almost yeah. no one talked about or, yeah. or appreciated as much as they should. Yeah, but it was it overshadowed by the fact that the multiplayer stuff was as tremendous stellar. as it was. So yeah. I'm hope you know, I guess I would be hopeful that a game like ARMS, uh, which I think is coming out in the spring, it's not, you know, it's not a launch game, would have maybe more to it. But, yeah, these, like, are, that game comes across as something... That's like a twenty dollar or like ten dollar downloadable yeah. game, or not is a like part, part of Wii Sports Two or something, totally. or is bundle bundle this also with the one yeah. two switch? <laughs> I mean, again, we don't know. I I didn't ask about one hundred and twenty dollars to get arms and one two switch. That's an yes, like that is <laughs> an amazing thing you just said out loud. Like, oh, I've dumped three hundred dollars on this new console. And now I'm going to get ARMS and 1-2-Switch right. for a third of that price, for a little more than a third of that price. Yeah, it's... Fuck. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's... um Somehow Bomberman is $60, too. <laughs> Bomberman, does, Bomberman has a story mode that I didn't play. They did offer me to play the story mode in that, but okay. I wanted to play some other stuff. Sure. And, and I had an okay time with Bomberman. That was... It, it exists. I, I saw a screenshot that. that was isometric. Is there a top-down in that game? I have to look at. I, did you? Play, um, oh, so you didn't play it. I did. I played it, but was in my it isometric hand, I, or was it top down? I, I think it was isometric. That's I bad. remember seeing the front of, of like blocks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't. It didn't get. I'm not super bomber man. Switch. Oh, it wasn't like this isometric. I think there must be a, a more a less isometric okay. mode than what I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah. All right. I Good. think. Like there was just a straight up competitive mode that was fine. Um, and no, so the thing I noticed about that actually was that that was the moment that I realized that the Joy-Cons are kind of weird because one of them has the analog stick in the middle, right? Because the analog sticks aren't, those two sides of the Joy-Con aren't symmetrical. Uh, so it's not like the, the analog stick is all the way over to the left on both of them. On one of them, they're like, it's like 
both buttons are squished together on the right side of the screen or right side of the the controller, which is a little weird. Um, it never got in the way, but it but it was a thing I noticed. So like again, it didn't disappear from sight, so to speak. Um, what else? What else? Uh, how was the Sonic game? I didn't get to play it when uh, I came in. You Sonic were actually Mania, playing it. Mania. There was nothing yeah. new from the Sonic Mania demo, as far as I as far as I know, since previous Sonic Mania demos. But it was the first time I got to play it. That game looks cool. Like I, I I'm not like a diehard Sonic fan. I have watched every Sonic game ever being completed twice because my life is strange. But uh, shout out to Run Button. But nice. the that game seems like a cool one of those. Like it's, I'm more interested in that than anything that came out of like the Sonic Four project where they yeah. were trying to update it with like HD graphics but still do a 2D style. Like just go back and make a dope sprite based Sonic game, please. And and it does. And there's some cool stuff in there. But again, people have covered that game elsewhere. There's a lot of great coverage of that out there. Sure. I'm going uh, to grab some I'm gonna grab some questions. Uh, right. Josh Valiant asks, what about the sound quality of the undocked console? Did you get a handle on that? Or I guess then it's yeah. brought that out. Like, ha, did you get to experience, you know, pulling you know, it off mo- of the dock and playing it as a handheld? How does I that did. experience change? I did do, so I played Zelda uh, off the dock. So the first thing I did, I mean, like, this is the first time I think I've ever been guilty of this, but it was like, all right, everybody, you can uh, go into the thing now. They kind of broke us up into groups and then let us into various like sectors of this space to play games. I was like, hey, but yeah, I'm going to fast walk past all of you to Zelda. And I did that <laughs> thing. I was like, hey, yeah, no, good seeing you. Yep, talk to you later, Jeff Bacalar. And then just like, zip, controller, sit down, Zelda. Um, and that was like a 20-minute demo. That was like the first 20 minutes of the game or, or, or the 20-minute the demo, basically, that was at E3. Um, but the, you know, you open it up playing it just with the joy pad, whatever the thing is, where it's like the, the weird block and the, the, the joy pad, the joy cons are attached to it. And then like half, I guess demo, call it the handheld, the handheld. It's a bad name for it. That sounds like it's a thing. You, Undocked. So, yeah. That's also makes that's me feel also, weird. No. So you, uh, remove the, the joy cons from that thing and you clip them on and you pull it out and all of that does feel as good as you hope it does. I'm just like. Oh, cool! I clipped it in and then lifted it out, and it just works. Like there's no extra button I have to hit. There's no like. There's no syncing. No, not well. When you put it back in, it says like synced or something like that, but it doesn't. But you're not like just, wait. You know, it's not like you're on a, a Mac laptop watching like a little no, rainbow ball like swirl around. Not at all. Thankfully, um, there is. I I didn't. I didn't have a great time pulling the the Joy-Con, uh, the Joy-Cons off of that block thing that like the handheld. Um, there's like a button you hit to release those from that. And that was a little wonky at first, but I'm sure I'd get used to it. Uh, and then like holding the device was the first time when I was like, they're going to sell some of these because it feels good to hold. Yeah. Like you walk into a Best Buy and you pick this thing up and you're like, this feels good to hold. How heavy? Like what is the the weight? So there's two answers here. First answer is pretty heavy, like in a good way, in the way that you want a tablet to feel heavy. Like meaty as opposed to heavy. Right, right. So that, it, you know, it doesn't feel chintzy. It doesn't feel like it's about right. to fall apart. Um, that said, everything was on lockdown, right? Which means it all has those metal brackets that Nintendo puts on all of their stuff. All when, like, if you ever get, like, a capture kit sent to you, you'll see that, like... Everything is literally screwed, like, screwed yeah. into tables. Like, they're yes. not, there's not just wires that are kind of locked in. Like, they literally screw things into the, the table. Like, I remember yeah. when they installed capture kits at Giant Bomb... Right. For DS and, and Wii U, like, 
uh, and, you know, a person from Nintendo comes in and like, per- like and says, it. can I, can I screw this into this table? And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, we do this with everything else and it's not a big deal. All right. Anyway. So there are these like metal. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Plates on the back of the units we tried. So I can't, I wouldn't be so shocked if when these release they're a little bit lighter than what we felt today mm. but at the same time i'm not saying that that's definitely the case it was like this weird middle zone of like uh, yeah maybe there's a little bit of added weight from this but fundamentally it feels like it's a it's a chunky good feeling to, to hold it and pick it up but not so heavy that i would like my arms would get tired holding it in a subway train or something like that um and as to the sound quality unfortunately we were playing at a big event and so there was just lots of it's cool loud noise. yeah it's super loud um i wish i had put headphones in to just try it uh and then i i also did the thing of like putting the putting the the pad the the switch back into its dock leaving the joy cons out and played zelda with just the two joy cons i heard that's kind of uncomfortable the joy con i i actually like my natural position was just like oh this is okay I wouldn't play that whole... I'm going to play that game with a pro controller. Right. Um, yeah. But it for like the the airplane where you have it up on the thing, totally doable, I think. I told, okay. Like, I didn't that makes me so excited. Like the idea of being able to yeah. play like a Super Mario Odyssey like on a plane. Uh, totally. Like, oh my God. Like, maybe I'm weird and built to hold two separate controllers and that not fuck with my head. <laughs> but it totally worked for me. Um, I could imagine... So there was the one thing that didn't was that... That game has on uh, gyroscopic aiming for the bow by default. Oh, come and that on. Does, you can turn by, it off. Off by default, son. Yeah. It's on by default. Also, they have jump on the Y button and sprint on the B button. Yeah. And the only option to remapping that is to flip them. And it's like, I know. I want to hit run and <laughs> jump. I want to run and then jump. Run and those with buttons, this part of your thumb and then you jump with that part of your thumb. It's been that's Nintendo what you're supposed since to do. 1985. That's what, but this doesn't do that. It doesn't do it. It doesn't do I know. I'm there. <sighs> anyway, uh, the, I like the separate. They, they, it totally worked. The gyroscope doesn't, but who cares? Yeah. Just use it like regular, and that, and that pretty much worked. Um, so, yeah, that's that was my Zelda experience. Danielle, uh, the, what was, oh, Danielle also played really quick. I just want to yeah. touch on this, because we started to talk about this a little bit. Like, how do you feel about, about Zelda? I played that intro 20 minutes and I played it again and just didn't and fucked off a, sep- a second time. Totally. But what was yeah. your opinion from, from playing it? I'm both really excited about it and a little nervous uh, because for me, like as, as a Zelda fan and as a, you know, I've, I've sort of only started playing Zelda games with the 3D Zelda games. It's just not something I, I was exposed to before that time, but love them and I think they're great and I think they're well designed and I think what they do better than really almost any other game of its type is that they they kind of put you in this like perfect flow state like the best levels of those games the best dungeons have you constantly doing different activities that are interesting and fun like you're solving a puzzle then right into combat then right into exploration then right into something else like they feel so good and so focused 
uh, towards putting you in that state of like, I am in ideal adventure mode, uh, that I'm, I'm legitimately a little worried that having an open world will break that up somehow. Like there are only a couple of open world games that I think are, have put me in that state. And it's pretty much like Witcher 3. Like, I don't think a lot of open world games are, are super well, uh, sort of equipped to put you in that like absolute flow state of I'm doing this, 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 and this, and I'm never bored. And I'm always interested in kind of what I'm doing. So that's my worry. I'm pretty pretty confident Nintendo's ability to do that because part of the reason I think CD Projekt Red was able to pull off what they did with The Witcher 3 is that they did the opposite of what Bethesda has been trying to do for the last 10 years. So Bethesda started with big worlds and like systemic systems that interact with each other and then started finding ways to fill that with meaningful content. Mm-hmm. Like they did the, op- they got the open world part down before they got like the really compelling stories and sure. combat and things yeah. they've been working on um, in some recent games. Whereas like CD Projekt Red like has had stories and uh, things to do uh, and, and, and all that stuff nailed and then just started learning how to build an open world and so i have some confidence that nintendo should be able to pull this off and i'm hoping they can pull it off because like cd project red they've been very good at all that other stuff and now they're broadening it out into an open world so hopefully that would just be a more like uh that's always been kind of my problem with some of these bethesda games is like the i just get kind of like i haven't enjoyed what what i'm doing in the world as much as i appreciate the world and so i'm hoping nintendo can do the same thing cd project red did was like yo we're really good at this stuff and now we're just going to drop this kind of like Metal Gear Solid did, like drop right. this into like a broader context. Because Metal Gear did it really successfully. And uh, I'm hoping Zelda can kind of pull off the, the same sort of thing. I, I hope so. Certainly. I, I definitely hope so. I mean, the game looks beautiful. It, it feels good to play. Like it, it, you know, I have I have a lot of hope. I just, it's going to be an underlying about the story. <laughs> the story looks sure. really cool. It's like, yeah. there's, there's that, voice acting. Hmm, that game, that, that trailer that they released yet last night where they were like, the history of the royal family of Hyrule is the history of the calamity Ganon, uh, the calamity Ganondorf, or whatever. And it was like, yeah, okay, or not, not even the calamity Ganon. It was calamity of Ganon. calamity Ganon. I'm like, yes, this is my entire <laughs> shit. Let's go. Like yeah. old ruins, like Miyazaki s, like just like ah, so. Good. It's, it seems like maybe for the first time, like like the, you know, Nintendo has sort of avoided lore. Yes. as a thing and have like slowly backed their way into it like With they never Zelda. had to establish like timelines for Zelda and things like that they just chose to do that at a certain point yeah. in a sort of retconny sort of way but sure. enough that it you know if you kind of squint your eyes it works and it seems like with this game like th- in some ways it feels like the Zelda you know like uh you know a game that's sort of going to tie a lot of things together yeah. in a way that I'm Nintendo doesn't make games like this, and if they really are going to go in this direction, they seem to be kind of hinting at. I I'm genuinely curious to see what kind of, I mean, you know, like that scene in the trailer where you know Zelda is like sobbing. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, like wow, all right, okay, like they're going to go for it, I guess. But yeah. I don't know what going for it means because going for it also means like sending Mario, who is a human, to New Donk <laughs> City, where there are other well, humans, but... and so I just don't even know what they're doing right now. Well, let's come back to New Donk yeah. City. Let's, okay, let's wrap up we're always in New Donk City. Okay. Renopolis says Zelda just needs robots now. That game has robots in it. it like that does. trailer had a big mech climbing or building like a mountain or some shit. Um, Two more things on that. So so just to like get back to the previous conversation about the way that Nintendo can or, you know, the, the kind of like concern over will they lose the focus of, of the previous tightly designed Zelda games. One is like some of those games were not as tightly designed as possible. Like For sure. Twilight Princess. Princess in particular. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And then Skyward Sword was 
uh, I heard somebody tell me about the end of Skyward Sword once in like the last twenty hours or whatever, and just like I'm never playing that game. I can't. I'm not. The last dungeon was the best dungeon, but unfortunately, it was buried. Mm. There is a twenty-hour great game in in Skyward Sword. Unfortunately, right. it was locked away in like a thirty-five-hour game. Right. So, uh, so I, I, my actual hope here is, or the thing that the thing that's most interesting to me is, I love it when Nintendo sees some stuff that's happening in games and goes like, "Huh, how do we do that in a different in in a Nintendo-like manner?" Right. And you saw that last year or two years ago now with Splatoon and yeah. the shooter. Um, you, you, you see that with, uh, um, uh, I want to keep wanting to say Olimar. What the, what is the Pikmin. game with Olimar? Pikmin, Pikmin and like games. the RTS. Mm-hmm. And, and here it looks like what they're saying is like, huh, open world games, survival games, right? Mm-hmm. Don't forget that like Link has, uh, a, a cult, like a temperature meter and some other stuff. Um, all sorts of like systemic driven interaction stuff. A little Far Cry 2 in there. Oh yeah, a little dragon's dogma. There's like, stealth in this game too. There's stealth in this. So like that was the moment for me of like thinking about what you had said because you and I had had that talk a little bit about the tightness of previous yeah. Zelda games, and then when we went back and played. I played a second session. You played some and caught and kind of got some footage. And um, there's a moment when I was playing where it was just like I'm just like going around and exploring and looking for stuff and like shooting at squirrels and collecting acorns and fruit and. I, and like looking off cliff faces, and be like, "Wow, this looks really good." And then I turned, and it was like huge, like prairie almost, right? I'm just like grass swaying in the wind, and there's nothing tightly designed about that. There's nothing yeah. that is about establishing a flow state of thoughtful, of uh, tactical play, of mm-hmm. like decision making. Um, but instead, games like this, when when done well, evoke a different sort of flow state in me that isn't about about um, making dis- making optimal decisions, but are about making decisions, like aesthetic decisions. And it's like, I'm just going to slow, you know, they're shutting down this whole event around me. We only have five minutes left, but this is gorgeous. I'm going yeah. to slowly walk through this this meadow because it feels good. And when a game can get me to do something like that, I'm like, all right, that's, that helps. And then a big stone creature, like a big stone cyclops pulled itself out from the ground and I ended up like Dragon's Dogma-ing slash, you know, Shadow of the Colossus-ing up its back to hit it in its weak spot. And that was like, yeah, okay, like I want to play a lot of this game. Um, and that's a good thing because that system doesn't have much else at long. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. I, I wanted to say one quick thing about the trailer. I thought it looked beautiful, but I, but. I do truly hope they don't do like so... It, it seemed like they were super damseling Zelda again. It was like... Oh, can't she have a sword too? Can't she be a cool adventurer? I'm gonna play the shit out of this game, kind of no yeah. matter what. But and like, I will give the game its due. You know, I'm not gonna say like, oh, you know, just because of this trailer that looked kind of crappy. But man, do I hope they, you know, it felt like they were kind of going along a path with Tetra and you know maybe yep. Sheik, and then and then sort of. I just don't want there, them to. I don't want them to go backwards on that. There are some that, shots basically. with Zelda in the tunic, like in the yeah. same clothing as Link, um, and there was definitely a moment where I really wanted the camera to pan back behind her and be like, "Oh wow, it's in third person. You're Zelda now." Yeah. And my hope is that they do something there, but there, there was, there was just one too many. Like, you have to save my daughter, Link. right? Like, eh, okay. <laughs> and then with the crying, it was like. I, it's cool that they're getting emotional. It's cool that people care about things, but it was like a little like. Oh, lifetime original, you know, kind of pose going on there it's, a little it's bit. A, so. I think that's a really difficult. I, you know, 
I can't, I, I, I'm not a woman, uh, I can't speak for women. I, I am echoing women in my life who want there to be room for women who cry, yes. who are also strong women, and that yes. those two things don't clash. Um, but it's so hard to know if they'll execute on that notion here. Uh, yeah, we'll for see. Sure. For I'm, sure. I'm, 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 it's six, seven weeks. We'll know, right? We'll be playing this game. We'll know game. soon. That is so close. It's so close. It's so close. It's during GDC. I know. We'll have <laughs> to figure out what we're doing. I, I wish it wasn't during GDC. <laughs> I know. I wish like two days ago we weren't like, oh, let's figure out how to do GDC this year. Yep. And then like, oh, right. All right. Sure. And then here it cool. is. What's, we'll be um, switching. What's uh? What else did we let's let's touch maybe one or two other things we played? And did you then, play that uh, racing game? RX Mario something? Not I didn't Mario see Kart. That done. Anywhere? Right? It was it was right at the beginning somewhere. Okay, I I haven't I didn't heard see much that. about it. That's why I'm like, hmm, what was that about? Fast um, RMX. That's the name of it. Didn't see that. No, no, anything uh, about it. Just, played Street Fighter. The D pad on the Joy Con is bad because it's not a it's not a D pad. Okay, actually, I didn't play that with a D pad. I played that with a Pro controller. Did not love the Pro controller D pad either. Um, I couldn't get a flash kick going with, with Guile, but uh, yeah, but I really don't like the D pad on the Joy Con because it isn't a D pad. It's buttons, right? It's just it's four buttons that count as excuse me as the D pad. Um, anything else? I think that might be. Everything yeah, that's most of what played. I played. Splatoon 2 is more Splatoon. I wish they had had off the gyro controls or let us turn those off to test out if that felt better. Ugh, gross. Really? They had them flipped on there, too? Stop yeah. it. I know. I know. They I know. might have all and just inverted the controls, too, like a bunch well of monsters. Have. It was, it was inverted rough. Inverted is the only way to play. Patrick, do you want to talk about Super Mario Donk? Oh. Super Mario I Odyssey. I, Mario Kong Country. I Mario. don't. I, I don't know. Mario I don't, Adventure. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. I don't like that. Sh- the best joke I watched I saw last night three different times. I don't su- know what to do. Super Mario 2006 is my oh, favorite. Oh, yep. The it's, thing is, Sonic Adventure did that shit too. Like even before the really bad Sonic yep. games, the like decent like, Dreamcast Sonic games. The also president had the calls weird Sonic normal humans. Yeah. In one of the Sonic Adventure games, the president yeah, calls Sonic. Sonic is not. Yeah. It doesn't count. Like, is Mario human? Did you read? Can I read? Can I read from the the good book of? Uh, yes. Yeah, the good book. This please. is my my the good book of uh, Doc Future. Do you know who Doc Future is? No. Nope. Doc Future is a, an internet comedian at Topher okay. Florence on on the internet, who uh, who he's done great videos. I think he's doing working on the Barkley game. The the second Barkley shut up and jam. I guy forgot game. that game existed. Mm-hmm. That game exists. Uh, he writes. <clears throat> uh-huh. Okay. Mario is nominally Italian. At some point, he had an Italian family, theoretically from planet Earth. Mm-hmm. In Yoshi's Island, it is pretty clear that he's at least genetically Mushroomian. And in Super Mario Odyssey, we see him interacting with people of actual human proportions who uh, one has to assume do not have his incredible gymnastic abilities and super strength powerful enough to punch a manhole cover like a goddamn Ninja Turtle. We essentially confirm his alien blood. Now, New Donk City does not necessarily even appear to be on Earth, and it is perhaps an entire dimension slash planet of its own. So, is this the actual Earth that Mario was from? 
Is that the reason he does not speak actual Italian? Perhaps, as New Donk City is to New York, there is also an Italy counterpart to this universe. In this universe, where they speak whatever vile Donktalian tongue comes out of the Mario Brothers' mouths. This interdimensional travel would also explain how Mario heard about Peach and just went over to the Mushroom Kingdom in Super Mario Brothers. Also consider that the filthy sewers from which he burst forth may also be the sewers from the original Mario Brothers. Also, why did that dude lay on the couch for a second? What the hell? Anyway, if you look at the timeline from Mario 64 as... And then it, it cuts off. I think that that is... That's a weird ass trailer. I think Here's the game, thing. Okay. Okay. No. All if right. You cut out. If you cut out all the new Donk City stuff. No. That game. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just because like, we don't know. I don't. It's hard for me to judge what any of that stuff is because Bowser I, was a gangster. Bowser was dressed like, up no like Wesley Snipes, King of New York. Bowser was not. You, not even just your, right. your run of the mill gangster. He was definitely a pimp. That's but true. everything else looks. <laughs> I mean, it looks incredible. It looks weird, and that makes me happy. It looks yes. weird. Yes. I mean, like, like it that's does not look I... like any sort of conventional follow-up. Like the idea that they're going for a sort of like a more sprawling open world is exciting. Like it seems like they're like a lot of other Japanese. Like Nintendo has not really gotten into the open world game, and now you know th- it's taken ten years. And, and like here they are. Assassin's Creed later, you know, Nintendo's finally like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And I am curious to see like what they have, are going to take from Western open world game design. And, like, how that applies to a game like Mario. We're about to see it with Zelda, theoretically later this year, although probably summer 2018. Uh, we'll see what happens in Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I, they um, say, so that's the thing, two, two things there. One, what you just said is, like, my thesis statement on why I'm kind of excited for the Switch, despite it not having many games at launch, is, like, I like it when Nintendo does something different. Yeah. I like it when Nintendo throws caution to the wind and is risky Nintendo instead of conservative Nintendo. And... This feels like risky Nintendo, and it feels like fun Nintendo and corny Nintendo in the way that corniness can sometimes be charming. Like last night's presentation was like filled with bad costumes and high style and like goofy skits and a guy wearing a a, a white lab coat acting like he was a, a squid doctor. Like it, <laughs> it was a ba- it was a bad presentation to explain your new hardware product, but it was very endearing. It was deeply <laughs> endearing, absolutely. Yeah. And so and and. There was a moment today when I realized, like, what would I rather Nintendo be doing? And I guess there's a world in which I would rather them be courting third-party developers, but, like, I already have a no, ton of third-party games. No, I don't care. Games. I want them to make just, like, yeah. make whatever sell-out mobile shit you gotta make so you could just keep being weird. That's right. But even, them, even when they do that, they make Super Mario Run, one of my favorite games from last year, and make it classy as shit. They make so, it classy as shit. Uh, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, I... Uh, this might not be a success for them, though I also kind of feel like it might be a huge success for them for because people who play games like buying new toys and the Scorpio and the PS4 are cool, but they are not new toys. Um, they are not like a new thing, and I think the, the culture might be ready for a new thing. Uh, and then also just the, the second part of, of the thing that, that you were saying is that like if Mario does come out this year, if Mario... Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey hits by holiday 2017, and there have been reports 
There have been reports. Patrick is praying now. People listening on the podcast. I'm not, I, I, I pray to to New Donk. The, the, the gods of New Donk City. Oh, the, new, the New Donks. Yes. The, to the New Donks. Yep. Jack Kirby's New Donks. <laughs> yep. Um, it's a hot comics joke. Uh, if that <laughs> happens, then this year is Zelda Splatoon Two Mario. And well, that's also, I, I bet Zelda. they have a lot more. The, right. The thing. What doesn't line up with the announcements last night? Um, and and what we had seen today is it doesn't line up with the output of Nintendo in the last two years. Like there has to be more. Now, granted, I I, I in my mind this this is part of the Nintendo cycle. Every time mm-hmm. they announce a new hardware product, which is like, oh, this is the one where they're going to figure out how to make games at a faster pace and not you know run into this issue where like there is only an, a great new game every eighteen months. Um, no. I don't think that's going to happen this time. People in the chat are like, like yelling. there's too much waiting in the wings and that they could probably have a really monstrous E3 if they choose. Or what may be more likely is you get like one or two big things out of E3 and then it just the Nintendo directs are about to start up again where they just start trying to dominate people's attention and the news cycle, right. uh, you know, once a month, you know, going forward, which is what I hope. That would be incredible. Uh, people in the chat are saying Xenoblade 2 is supposedly this year. Xenoblade 2, guys. No way. Guys. No way. I love you. I love you and your optimism in this, <laughs> our dark future. Uh, sidebar, we have to record a, a politics podcast seconds after we finish this. Yep. And that's just going to be a fun sling in emotions. But like, Xenoblade 2 isn't going to come this year. Like, I... Maybe in Japan. Maybe holiday in Japan. Or there, maybe I have we're zero confidence it comes out this year. 31st in Japan. Right. Maybe we're completely wrong and they actually are on their game and they'll turn out Xenoblade 2 in December or something. But, like, there's just no way. Any other questions, Patrick? Or Danielle? I, I just I want to note that considering the week that I think we've all had in America, considering all the fucking horrible apocalyptic shit i was so down for the the doofy endearing sort of stuff last night and and very down to play the kinds of games that nintendo makes today so i will say that as you know somebody who who both rolls their eyes at a lot of nintendo's sort of business practices and also really loves a lot of nintendo games as i think a lot of us do so there's some of that in this. I think there's some of that in the optimism I have for this system mm-hmm. right now and for some of these games right now that I'm just like, I really needed something light. I really needed something kind of like like positive and colorful right now. So it, we'll see. We'll see where we are in a couple of months. So We will. Ninten- Nintendo makes me angry in a way that I love. Yes. And that's... <laughs> sure. It's part, it's part of what I find them to be so endearing as a company is yeah. that I think part of the reason people get so passionate slash angry frustrated at them is because so many people desperately want and I think need them to succeed as a company for what they offer. Right. And I'm not to say that in some other timeline or, you know, five years from now, if they find themselves producing games for other platforms, I I think they'll continue to find success. But I, I, (sighs) I, I want them to continue existing in their own world. Me too. Even if, they, you know, we look at what they're doing with online services, and I, we really don't even have time to get into it today. And maybe we can get into it uh, next week. Uh, some of the frustrating things they're doing there, where they just don't quite seem to understand what people are looking for. Maybe they're 
how they're holding things well, back. Let's hit the don't... basics. Can we hit the basics on that really yeah. quick? Yeah, so they, they've, they're doing a paid service that starts in the fall. Um, you know, one of the things they announced was that there will be uh, a free NES or SNES game uh, each month uh, that is offered up, and they're going to uh, modify them to have online play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that game does not stay in your library the following month. You then have to purchase it in order uh, to keep it, which is mm-hmm. uh, different than how other services handle your quote-unquote uh, free games. Yeah. Um, and That's not great. Yeah. Well, it's look, like there's a way, there's a world where actually it is great. Where uh, Tell me what that world is. Convince that me. world <laughs> is, that is a world where it's like Nintendo's video game book club in which they say, look, mm. it's Super Mario World Month. We're offering it here this month. You get to play it for a month. And also, like, here are, like, a video documentary we put together to, sure. like, explain what's amazing about this game. Like, we've added uh, achievements. Like, like if there, there's a way where, like, they celebrate what that game is yeah. and make it an event. So it's not just a free game in the way that when the new Xbox Live gold games are announced when the playstation plus games are announced the first thing that happens is people going like like oh, yeah. it's not the game i wanted this month like nintendo has the richest history of video <laughs> games to tap into yeah. and if they could turn that like i would be fine if it was like it's super metroid month and like here's a rare new interview uh with with the you know the composer like there's some way to package it as like it was dvd extras around this game where you learned more about it and at the end they say all right, well, that's it for the month. If you'd like to keep playing Super Metroid, uh, go ahead and buy it. And, like, you know what? Like, if I'm paying five bucks a month, like, I got my $5 out of right. that. Like, I don't need to own Super Metroid on Virtual Console. Like, maybe I played it because I was enjoying the events they were doing a, uh, around it. Um, yeah. I just don't have faith in Nintendo to do that because that's worth that's the, that's the worth the money to me. Like, if they package their history and present that to me in a way, I'm okay with it disappearing because I just... I tend to not go back and play those games anyway. Like libraries don't mean as much to me these days. Right. Um, but I I feel like instead we're gonna get like you know some you know Rise of the Robots and then then that's just gone the next month. Um, what if you get Rise of the Robots and a documentary about Rise of the yeah, Robots? Yeah, I'm fine with that. That would be all right. It's a little better. Sure. <laughs> but that's that's my pitch for what what I would pay a monthly fee for and be happy with. You picked a good angle to pitch me on. I think that's that's a, that's a pretty damn good pitch for why I shouldn't be bummed about that. The other one for me too is just like the in general why should you pay for this service is like cuz we've seen what not paying for it looks like with Nintendo. Yeah. And maybe this will be the incentive and the resources necessary to actually do an online service better like i'm not saying that they i'm not forgiving them their past sins necessarily but it, it does take some expertise to build an online network oh wait side note side note can i please uh, uh butt in do you yeah. want to know how voice chat works on the nintendo oh, switch no. how does uh, patrick how, how <laughs> you have to download chat? a you download an app for your phone no <laughs> what no what does that even mean <laughs> no yeah what? do you talk into your phone um, online lobby and voice chat. Our new up. dedicated yeah. smart device app will connect to Nintendo Switch and let you invite friends to play online, set play appointments, which is cool. Those are all, those are neat things. And chat with friends during online matches and compatible games, all from your smart device. Also, a limited free version of this app will be available for download in summer 2017, suggesting what? that app will then cost money. <laughs> wow. In December? So not... Not in time for Splatoon? 
Well, I'm assuming this, uh, this, the chat stuff will launch. It's saying summer. My guess is this is all time to Splatoon. Here's the thing. The funny thing okay. is that the second you started talking about this, my yep. internet started degrading, and and that's how bad it was. That's how bad Good. this is. Is that my internet <laughs> is falling apart? Yep. In wow. some ways, it's clever. In other ways, in most ways, it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a. I like holding it. I like holding it. I like Zelda to hold looks it. awesome. Yep. I enjoyed playing Samurai Swords with Austin. New Donk City. Cool. New Donk City. New Donk City. <laughs> I, I think that might do it for our our Switch Spectacular. We'll yeah. come back, obviously, in seven weeks or so to talk about how that is. Like, what's the what the Switch actually ends up being like? How many weeks is it really? Let's figure it out. 20th, 27th, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 weeks away. Yeah. It's coming soon. That's so soon. It's real soon. That's so soon. This, uh, man, the idea that I'm going to be playing that March 2016 brings uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, March just got Zelda busy. Breath of the Wild. I mean, and also that's also the bonus part about Zelda coming as early as it does in March. Like conceivable, like the, the Wait, actually, I was like, for game of the I was legitimately time. worried that those <laughs> games were going to overlap in a way that because mm-hmm. th- those don't seem like games are like. Tonight I'm gonna play Zelda, and like then Tuesday I'll drop into Mass Effect. Like those are just games that consume you. I just want for two weeks. Kind of just zip forward to to. Let's go to the end of February. Yep. Okay. Zip in here. Sure. February. No, no. Hold on. Switch. Thank you. Switch <laughs> to February 28th. Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. Torment. Oh, so you're saying we have we have four days to finish Horizon Zero Dawn? Oh, uh huh. Then during on, GDC week, yep. uh huh. Then on the third, we uh, the Switch releases with Zelda and yep. all of your other favorite games: Skylanders, Imaginators, One Two Switch, Just Dance mm. Twenty Seven. You know the whole the whole nine. Oh, yeah, the whole crew. Yeah. So that's the third, March third. Then four days after that, near Automata, near Automata, Son and a... uh, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Wildlands. Okay. Then a week after th- a week after that, uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, which I'm actually excited about. Yeah, that actually looks rad. Then is the that 21st, a VR game? yeah, huh? Yeah, that's the VR like Bridge Crew game. I'm stoked about. Okay, that. all right. Uh, and then a week after that is Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh my <sighs> god! That month. Oh, isn't is that? Uh, uh, yeah, Torment. That game comes out. Too. Yeah, as I say, yeah, Torments. Torments. Oh, the same thing as Horizon. Yeah. So mm. Mm. there's a lot. And then out. Uh, what is out? Out. No, Outcast is a different thing. Not Outlast. Outcast. Outcast might come. There's a sequel to Outcast? What? What is oh, happening? Oh, yeah, there is a sequel to Outcast. Huh. Weird. Okay. That's cool. Mass Effect That's coming. Andronkada. Mm. Andonkada? Uh, somebody said okay. that in we here. Get, I'm we Austin gotta Walker. We gotta stop this, this is over. Friend. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Austin <laughs> underscore <laughs> Walker. You can find every single thing that Waypoint does over at uh, uh, waypoint.vice.com, digitalpyramids.com, uh, bazinga.zone, waypoint.zone. I tried to get zone.zone. Yeah. Somebody else has zone.zone already. already. <laughs> it's already taken. You also go to twitter.com slash waypoint, youtube.com slash waypointvice. We're uploading more and more of our streams to, way, to, to youtube.com slash waypointvice. You can find us on waypointvice pretty much everywhere else on the internet. Patrick, where can people find you? Well, they can find me in New Donk City for one. Oh. Fuck. But you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Klubik. You can find me on Facebook uh, at P Klubik. 
but really in New Donk City. I'll see you there. See you in New Donk City. Danielle, coming come to us live from Donklin. Down, where... I'm here, uh, Donklin, born and raised, right here. Uh, Donklin, <sighs> Kong country. Um, you can find me, Danielle R.I., on Twitter, and Danielle Rando Writer on Facebook. That's good. That's yep. Yep. that's I'm us still for now. It, you know. <laughs> I hope everybody has a really good weekend. I hope you have Monday off for, for Martin Luther King Day. We do, which is why we're going to pre-record that podcast. Look for that in your feeds like normal on, on next Monday. I don't think there's anything else big coming up. So uh, for now, I just want you to, to sit back, relax, and rest. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.